Unmute yourself. You have permission. Wait, can you hear me now? Unmute yourself. Hi, my name is Jamila. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Camille. And we are Unmuted. Welcome to our show. Unmuted. Unmuted. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean to unmute yourself? I think it means to finally use your voice and take your power back. Mm. And to tap into your greatness and show the world the beauty that's within. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I just really needed a platform. Like, I, <laughs> no, like, seriously, I believe that it is my mission on this earth to inspire people. And I have stories to tell. Um, and I have a message. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've been muting myself for far too long. So I am unmuting myself. Okay, yes. girl, it's time. <laughs> it's so time for all of the rest of your listeners out there. Yes. You can unmute yourself. Yes. We are giving you permission. Now, what do you want to do with it? Mm. So we are three black women who yes, came girl. together okay. mm-hmm. through a shared interest in community development work, specifically youth development work. Hey, yeah. shout out to the youth. You can check out what we do at legacyfresno.org. Um, but this podcast is not about our youth development work. This oh. podcast is about us. Yes. Hey. <laughs> And I'm Sarah Montez, and you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Montez Photography, where I showcase a little bit of my photography. Amazing photography. You do have work. Yes. And my name is Camille Valentine. I am a co-founder with Sarah Montez. We are uh, founders of the Queen Califia Empowerment Project, and I am also the creator of an Instagram women empowerment page. Check me out at Goddess Queen Awakening. It's a really dope page. Amazing, (laughs) inspiring content. And I'm Jamila. I'm the founder of the Visions Inc. Legacy Project, which is a national program. And you can check me out at Jamila B. Capitman on Instagram. Yay! (laughs) Welcome. So we're going to be covering everything on the show from spirituality to culture, mental health, family, politics, love, (laughs) food, just everything. Like all of the rich, um, wonderful conversations that we have. We welcome you. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. What's up? It's April. I cannot believe it's already April. Where is this? I know. I remember when we first were starting to even talk about doing a podcast and unmuting ourselves. It was December, yo. Yeah. It's April, so mm-hmm. I love it. Welcome to April, springtime. Yes. How was your March, y'all? My, my my women's month was very full. How was your March? It was good. It was good. Um, it was really refreshing. And um, continue to learn so much about myself. This growth, this season change was so real for me. And... Yeah, it was. It's been a really beautiful month. Busy, crazy, crazy busy, <laughs> but really beautiful. 
Girl, it's been a lot going on over in my camp. I swear, like, as I am winding down to, you know, my dissertation, I've selected my, 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 my topic. It's all about self-esteem, women empowerment. Now I'm alongside, you know, at the same time, developing my women empowerment program. So I'll have an applied pilot study that I will be actually opening the doors and inviting others to participate in so that I could get your, um, your input and hopefully improve it to a degree where I can offer it to companies and organizations for women, you know, to reignite their goddess spark, build more confidence, and remember who the fuck they are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what I've been up to, building my Instagram page at Goddess Queen Awakening. And um, yeah, being glamorous. Okay. Yes. I love it. Swellings. Being swelling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my month has been insane. Like I'm so happy that it's April. I need to really take this time to go inward. I feel like this month I've been like flexing my muscles. Like what can I do? How much can I do? So every single weekend there was something and it was all really good, but I'm so tired. I'm so ready for for rest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a topic for us this evening. Oh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> So there have been a few different things on my mind. Um, I want to talk about shame, guilt, and reputation. So a little background to why I want to talk about this. Um, In my work at the mental hospital, I get to sit in on groups that are done for clients to talk about different subjects. And I recently sat in on a shame, guilt group. Um, that was really interesting. And the person leading the group quoted Brene Brown and discussed the difference between shame and guilt. And the, the definition that Brene Brown gives of guilt is that it was when you feel bad for something that you've done. And that shame is different because it's when you feel bad about who you are, like the essence of who you are. Mm. And that shame is sort of like this thing that we can learn from being very young children um, because it's it's like fear of losing connection. So when you're a little kid, you know, when you're a baby, you learn very early that you have to stay connected to your humans. You have to stay connected to your adults in order to survive. And if you do something that they deem as wrong, um, you know, you may not be able to survive. Like you might get shunned from the group. And this is something that it's sort of like this biological process that we develop these um, inner rules about what is considered acceptable and not acceptable. And when we go against our own rule, um, we can experience this sense of shame and fear that will no longer be loved. And Brene talks about how really guilt is um, a more like productive emotion because shame is about like the essence and core of who you are, but guilt is about feeling bad about something you've done. So you've broken some rule, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not that you're a bad person. It's that you did a, a bad thing or an unacceptable thing. Um, and I thought that was a really important topic because I think, I know for me, like I've experienced both shame and guilt in my life and they can be crippling. Um, and I think most people, everybody experiences shame and guilt at some point. So I wanted to bring that up and see what y'all think about that and what, um, 
what comes to mind when you think about shame and guilt and you know what advice do you have for people if they're experiencing those things um or what how have you dealt with those things in the past wow that's a lot jamila (laughs) Um, (laughs) give me a moment (laughs) to unmute myself um Okay, so when I'm, I've, I definitely see the relevance of us talking about shame and guilt. And thank you so much for bringing the definitions to the forefront and helping us to identify, you know, the differences between the two. Because I have both experienced shame and guilt. And um, it really is difficult to unslump yourself or to bring yourself out of the, the ditch or the rut or the dark parts of your psyche because of your perceptions of how people are going to think about you, treat you, judge you, all of these things that are on the outside. But at the end of the day, you come into this world alone, you're going to leave this world alone. And so it's it's you having to come to grips with self-acceptance and saying that I'm going to forgive myself for Either, whether it's a behavioral type of, of, of thing, I'm going to behave better next time. I'm going to forgive myself and do better moving forward and not judge yourself, be kind to ourselves. And, and that's it. Let it go. So I've tried to just say every day in every way I'm getting better and better so that I kind of cut those strings that creep up to make me feel like I'm going to be, um, you know, hard on myself for doing something that I didn't mean to do or I did do. And now I'm, you know, kind of suffering the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. We're human and we all make mistakes. So we just have to learn to forgive ourselves and move forward. Yeah, that's uh shame. There's a lot of stuff triggered for me right now. <laughs> Speaking of shame. Um, and how, yeah, how it does happen you know, a lot of times when you're younger. So um, I know with me, like I've, um, I've just about every relationship I've ever been in, I've always been cheated on. And it took a, a long time for me to realize, or at, at some point I started to think it was me. Like, is it, you know, why? So then I was really hard on myself and it was a lot of shame of like, I'm not doing something right. You know, there's something wrong with me. Like, why do people continue to feel or, have to cheat on me or you know what am I that horrible horrible of a person or you know what it is so it was it was a lot of really unkind things that I've done and said to myself behind someone else's behavior of um conditional love and looking back and thinking about it hardly like most relationships or situations I've ever been in has always been a conditional love um and not unconditional at all and um really was you know (laughs) knowing now that it's you know was shame and how hard and the biggest turnaround for me was to be to forgive myself and realize that it's not me um um and I don't deserve that (laughs) and being to be kind to myself and once I started really loving myself who I am and uh like yeah I'm not perfect but I'm you know, pretty fucking awesome person <laughs> and have a big heart and, you know, want to love and want to be loved by the right person. And 
once getting passed through that shame of and it you know that's ever since I was yet little that um that conditional love and you know my first you know I've had my I had my was married really young and had my son really young and that relationship you know ended disastrously and um with him cheating and that was a lot of scars that healing that I had to do over the years of not being enough and and then that kind of even from being a child uh, from childhood that not being enough of you know being biracial piece of it but then not being enough of a woman or enough for a man to not want to cheat or you know and so it just trickled to <laughs> of all this shame that was not necessarily you know mine or should have been put on me yeah Yeah, that we I like what you're saying about like shame that comes from kind of being being victimized by other people's behavior um and kind of how we start to that's how you get that sense of like not being lovable not being acceptable um that's one way that shame happens right I think also like for me I think about being like in high school, like I'm thinking about young girls, Um, you know, we work with youth, who knows, maybe our, maybe our youth are listening. And I remember being in high school and like how easy it was to get shamed for something, like how easy it was to, you know, have your reputation tarnished and like, um, you know, that you all of a sudden go from being just a regular girl to like somebody starts a rumor about you and then it's like, it shapes who you become. Um, or you, you know, maybe you're figuring out who you are and people start to develop opinions about you. And I really love what y'all are saying because it's all about your internal process and how you look at yourself. Like you have to love yourself um, regardless. But I know that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> it's the hardest thing, I swear, mm-hmm. because where do we learn self-esteem? And it just, all of this also brings me back to professional women and you know the jobs that I've had in the past how it has either shaped me (laughs) or prevented me from acting and being a part of certain things just because of me wanting to prevent any type of situation where I would have to you know protect my protect my peace protect my image protect everything about me because I don't want to be shamed and I don't want to be feeling guilty about anything the next day and so I also was thinking about like social media for an example we have a lot of this space of vulnerability for a lot of people and just as of late this past week there was a very very um you know likable He's very convincing, very charismatic. I know what you're talking so, about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's charismatic person on Instagram. And first I know. of all, I'm just like, funny. I believe you. I thought you were one of the good guys. And here you are. You were out there just like all the rest of them. Man. And you have my sister out here looking, looking a red hot mess. mess. You don't what? even have decency to make what? sure that she's representing herself well. And here you are apologizing, like, no, fool, you apologized to me without me. You was out there doing <laughs> trash without me, okay? If you want to apologize to me, line up all these girls you've been with acting a fool and apologize to me. Don't have me <laughs> apologizing with you and doing the fool. Look at that hot so ass I'm man. Like, no, y'all no, don't know like, who she's talking shame. about. Derek Jackson. Jackson, exactly. <laughs> I was trying not to just, oh, no, he's a public 
public figure. We're allowed to do it. public, but I but feel also, sad for the sister. Yeah, that was. His following mm, I went wish up I would. after he did that. Within 24 hours, he got thousands of more followers after he did that. So some people are saying that was a, that was a stunt. That was like a, a, a stunt to get more followers. But then I still don't agree with that because mm-hmm. it's at the cost of another sister queen. It's at the cost of her reputation, what she might be feeling, the shame that she might be bearing. Like it's already hard enough. I've been that woman who my husband cheated, you know, that cheated on me and was good looking and charismatic. And I'm in the church and I'm trying to do the right thing and stand by my husband while he's out here doing the fool. And so I'm just talking about when do we draw the line as black? women when do we take the muzzle off and say hell no this is unacceptable and no i don't stand behind this this type of behavior now i might take you back because of the family or whatever reasons or whatever however that works out in your process but usually he's falling in a narcissistic (laughs) category and you know how i feel about narcissistic men i'm an empath empaths and narcissists don't do well in relationships. One cares too much and the other one don't care about shit. But themselves. <laughs> and narcissists use shame. They use gaslighting and stuff to to make you feel worse. So yeah, sorry, Sarah, what were you gonna say? No, no, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> they, and that they don't care about nobody but themselves, there. narcissists. Mm-mm. But this is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of reputation, y'all. Like, I really feel like we as Black women have a responsibility to take care of each other in terms of reputation and this has been a conversation that's been happening like in my community um just in terms of you know i'm not even going to put it out there the details of it but it has come to my attention that you know it is important for people in certain positions to be hyper aware of how they're seen by other people and for me like I learned that as a young person, like I've been running youth programming in like sort of a public platform for since I was 19. And, you know, our our original program in Boston was a show where we had an audience. So it was very much about getting people to follow us, getting people to know us, getting people to know our names. And so there was a lot of pressure for me as a 19 year old to be thoughtful about who I was associating myself with and the kinds of pictures I was posting and the kinds of things that I was doing. And now that I'm older and I'm like, you know, associating with people who might be interested in politics or might be interested in corporate positions or whatever. And I'm an artist, I'm a creative, I'm very free. Like, I think I sort of rebel against that that 20, 19 year old version of myself who didn't get to do that stuff publicly. And now I'm like, I don't care what y'all think. I'm just gonna be myself, I have tattoos. I do whatever I want publicly. And I'm still, I still struggle to do that. Don't get me wrong. But I refuse to like create an image that is not consistent in terms of when you meet me, you're not gonna be surprised like, oh, she, she really is. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna, there's not gonna be a difference between the public me and the private me, except for maybe my hair will look better in the pictures and I might have to make a point <laughs> like, exactly. I'm gonna yeah, be a real person publicly because I have learned the hard way how much pressure can be, you know, put on you when you're creating an image for yourself. But I would never want to be in a position in society where there is that much public scrutiny about me that I can't be who I am. Um, and I also like in this process of like watching what's going on in my city, um, we have our first black mayor. It's like, this is the type of city where 
people know each other. So in order for a black female mayor, so I feel like no Boston. Yes, I feel like we as black women, we have a responsibility to hold her down. Like we have a responsibility to have mm-hmm. her back um, and to to help upkeep her reputation. But I think um, you know, reputation is a is a is a dangerous and scary subject for a lot of people. Um, so you know, that was another thing that I wanted to ask y'all. Like, have you ever had an experience where you felt like? you know, nervous about that? Or, or do you have thoughts or advice for people who are dealing with um, with that with that kind of issue? I think reputation for, for me um, has always been a big one. And it, it definitely deterred me from doing certain things that I would have, like wished I would have done. Like I, I, I think I've lost out on a lot of experiences in life, um, especially in my twenties, because I was afraid of like, what someone was going to think of me or say, you know, about what I was doing. So I was really always worried about my reputation and what other people were thought about me. Or I mean, I could give a shit right now, but but definitely um, reputation was huge. Um, And like a lot of my friends were doing, you know, things that are double standards to me, like, you know, sleeping around or, you know, of course that whole double standard, like a guy can sleep with, a hundred girls and be like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> and girls sleep with four and it's like, oh, she's a hoe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How dare shay, you slut? Shay, shay. <laughs> exactly. Okay, like, damn, you're on the GLT like, walk of shade. But, yeah. um, my, so my, I've seen it happen to a lot of my friends, so reputation was really big for me to not get a certain reputation in, around, especially in a small city where everybody knows you knows your business yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a smaller town than i do <laughs> i know like so i worked for the court and that's exactly how my life was and how i felt i had to be i had to learn even how to pretty much have that poker face because when you're working with just sensitive information and people who are in high positions, you are expected to behave a certain way on the job and off of the job. And if you do something that's, you know, in the public eye away from the job, it still follows you to the job. And so it did have me living in a bubble. It did create pretty much like um a persona for myself it was it was an aspect of my personality but not the whole me and i definitely had to let that position go for me to get into alignment with my higher self and sometimes those are the sacrifices that we have to make for us to grow and for us to learn and to be able to enjoy life on an expanded view that's not so limited and so, I don't know, just caught up in a social construct. It's about being free. It's about me learning about myself on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on a physical level. And I shouldn't have to be shamed or to feel guilty about that. So walking in our authenticity, ladies, hashtag authenticity, okay? (laughs) So I'm going to roll yeah. it. It's important. It's important. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> can I bring up that tonight is a full moon? Okay. Yes. We are always making sure that we tap into the rituals of the woman, the self-care, making sure we take time for ourselves. And so 
as we move forward, one of the things that we can do to help us with some of these um, these these self-limiting beliefs or self-sabotaging behaviors is to get on the new moon cycle. You know, go ahead and tap into the frequency where you can release what's not serving you anymore and make room for what will be serving you. And the only way you do that is by releasing and letting go. So let us let go of the shame. Let us let go of the guilt. Let us let go of the fears of us damaging our reputations when we're living in our authenticity. Um, All we can do is be the best people that we can be and that's a queen so <laughs> i just feel like i want that song now wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yes i love that that's all you can be and that's why i stopped giving a shit about what people thought about, about me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 same in relationships and like i can only be myself and nothing no one else and you only have that one life so live it to the fullest not giving you know a care of stressing about anything (laughs) life's too short to not be who you are and true to yourself thank you sarah (laughs) (laughs) you look like a a mariah carey (laughs) (laughs) you know i know i agree thank you get that high note girl I appreciate y'all. You're always uplifting to my spirit. I told you I was feeling tired when we got on this pod- podcast, but I'm feeling more more energized now just from talking to you and feeling inspired and motivated. So thank you. You're welcome. That's what we're here to do. We're here to remind Black women that this is our time, y'all. Like, this is our time to step into the spotlights, step into your genius, use your voices, take your power back, and let's make some progress. Let's help other women unmute themselves. Let's help them remember who we are. We are the cornerstones of the family. Without us, there is nobody. (laughs) So we need to remember we are women, we are queens, we are spiritual beings um, having this human experience. And so just try to learn, just try to grow. Yeah, I'm no longer, I know I, I want to, you know, empower anyone, everyone, because I know it's it's been tough for me, but to no longer make yourself small, especially to try to make someone else, you know, and I stop, refuse to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, of course, if I mess up, I apologize, but <laughs> I feel as women, we make ourselves small to try to lift someone else up or make someone else feel comfortable. And then in return, we're the ones that are uncomfortable, su- suffering, and um, for what to, you know, so I, I refuse no longer that really trying to step into, you know, being great, <laughs> amazing and stop being small. Cause I know that's was a big thing for me is that I wanted other people to feel comfortable and, you know, and so I would shrink myself and I saw myself shrinking too small and not anymore. Hashtag no more. <laughs> no more shrinking. <laughs> well, I appreciate your input on these topics, ladies, and definitely trying to take some time to honor the full moon coming out. So thank you for that reminder tonight. You're welcome. Enjoy.
All right, friends. Peace. Right. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, unmute yourself. Yeah. Unmuted.